right. Oh, look at that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Modern Nerd. We are live for the first time going over here with GJC327. We got George. We got Smerchandise uh, Dan down there being a weirdo, loving it, killing it. Uh, we got a fun episode. It's going to be light. We're just going to be talking about a bunch of things that are going on right now. We got the what if we got shang chi coming up dune we got some trailers we're going to talk about marvel we're going to we're just going to kind of get into it all um so you know uh, topically let's start with uh what's going to be coming up first uh what if what if shit went down <laughs> what if it opens up the uh multiverse and here's a fun little quote i want to start you guys off with so there was in an in in an interview with comic book resources sorry i'm reading my other screen if i'm not looking at you guys um tom hiddleston uh said that it uh sounds like a hilarious premise but he also said that uh and then it sets up a bunch of stuff in the mcu which i know nothing about implying that the what if show is canon that these things our actual universes somewhere that just happened at the end of Loki. So that being said, we are in like 11 days, 10 days, whenever the heck I decide to post this onto the podcast, if you're watching live in about 11 days, going to get our first actual taste of something that comes out of the multiverse. Uh, mm -hmm. Big implications for Marvel because it's opening up the doors. We got a whole lot coming at us, uh, which is going to set up the movies apparently. So let's open it up what do you guys think have you seen the trailer yeah i have it's exciting i mean what's not to be excited about it's just literally it's kind of how i feel about the upcoming just how how many opportunities they're going to have to just insert any characters they want but this even opens the door further what if these characters we've already met have just completely different interactions and introductions what's not to be excited about just the idea, the, just first and foremost, Killmonger saving Tony Stark from his own bomb going off. Yeah. That, the trailer could have been just that, and I'd be super stoked. I'm really excited to see what they do with this and to just say, you can literally do whatever you want. Like, God, talk about freedom as a writer to oh. be able to just, hmm, what do I want to do? What am I cooking up today? How much fun that those writers have sitting around oh right, right literally saying like all right what if, wait a minute what if we what if we did this what, what if? if uh <laughs> what if like thanos and tony stark were like best buds whatever it, it's it's a it's a fun thing to think about like <laughs> that would be no, ridiculous no infinity war just like beach day with the avengers and thanos like i i like this kind of thing i kind of wish this kind of thing happened in all forms of media <laughs> to be honest uh I, I'm excited. It's I, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. And the fact that they got the real, the actual actors to do the voices. Most too, of them. We don't. Have, most of them. We don't have RDJ back. Okay, that's okay. I'm sure there's some great impressionists out there. Whoever is doing his voice. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a, the animation style is uh, different, and I kind of like it. It's kind of cell shaded, kind of a it's little, a little different. It, it's yeah. it's right. It's off. It's not quite what they did with spider-verse but it's not mm -hmm. quite not what they did with spider-verse definitely whenever you do a new animation style you take such a huge risk i think um whether how well it's going to be received and it just it looks cool i do think it looks cooler when they're not moving so the action scenes certainly will have 
a little bit of new flair to them, but doesn't matter. It's exciting. I, I'm excited. Uh, and it's it's fun to be excited as a Marvel fan again. I haven't had the opportunity to even be excited for like, you know, a couple of years, maybe maybe more. So that's exciting. Yeah. George? Mm. I think... Mm. Mm. Um, obviously I agree with everything that you guys said about like just mixing it up and being ha- having that like liberty and freedom to do that kind of thing I think is probably really exciting for the studio themselves as well um, makes sense why it's animated the stuff from what we're seeing from just like the teasers and the trailers like those are if we had to do real live action version of that those would cost as much as like a regular Avengers film like yeah. you know what I'm saying it, they couldn't each episode seems like it's got big scenes like that that would cost a lot of money if not just to hire real people but also just to do like CG for it probably would be very costly so I understand why they chose the animated route it makes sense they could still tell just as good a story and you know it it's in many ways it's like obviously it's not a comic book but in many ways animation is that gap between live action movie and the comic book original oh, yeah. source. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, in a way it's like a retro callback, but it's like, it's not, it's like, it's funny how like it comes full circle, right? Like now we're going like, remember when we used to watch Marvel cartoon shows on Earth's Saturdays? Mightiest Heroes. Yeah. Earth's Mightiest Heroes and like, sure. and like X-Men even going back as all the way to X-Men and things like that. This is like funny how it's like the studio, which for the longest time was just trying to get out of that realm of cartoon Saturday morning cartoons and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. into live action. And now that the live actions become success, it's like, it's come full circle. We're back to animation again. It's like, it's funny how that, like that's come around. I, I I, like, I really appreciate them doing that because it, it shows that in a way they like, we still remember those of us who were there to support Marvel and the yeah. studio when we more, couldn't get a live action film that was actually worth anything or was respectable. You know, it's like, I guess you could count Spider-Man and things like that, but it's like their own Marvel cinematic universe. Like that was like a pipe dream for a while, you know, like you just, you didn't think it would ever happen and it, it did. So good for them. I'm, I'm like, yeah. I'm glad they decided to go back to their roots kind of it's smart. Yeah. I mean, I'm still getting over just end game in general. The final like scene of everyone assembling together. That's yeah. still like is kind of crazy that that happened as a like a fan of these of this genre. Personally, mm-hmm. it still I, gives they, me you know, it, Right, I, I we saw that sort of thing happen so many in so many animated movies, like so many DC movies that really just didn't like they just kind of followed a very similar formula, but they were all pretty solid. They were. And it's, if you just follow like kind of simple formula like you can make something pretty good and not have to like anyway did you ever see um what was the name did you ever see that picture of like a bunch of people from different casts of marvel films together they did like a group photo with stan it was like the 10th anniversary yes from marvel studio yes. and it's like it's funny to look at that it was like at a photo shoot and they had like brunch or whatever no that was on the set that was when they were all getting together because they filmed Infinity War and Endgame real early, and they brought Stan yeah. on, and they brought uh, they were they doing had everyone. They were doing the funeral scene, which was called the wedding scene. So they had everybody. So they're like, "Screw it, let's get this." And they took the one picture, but that picture came out, or they took the picture like 
three or three years before Endgame even existed because they filmed it that early and then kind of had to like fill in the gaps when they were bringing the movies out. Keeping a lot of people, just random people in there. Yeah. And it's amazing that Tom Holland didn't spoil more than he did. Um, (laughs) So I want to break it down a little bit. So in the, from what I recall, uh, and I'll probably just add in some pieces of the trailer here. I saw the, Yes, you got the, the the first moment where it was Killmonger saving Tony, which you get. You're gonna. I'm assuming you're gonna get Iron Killmonger, which is gonna be him in the suit, which is fucking or a suit, which is fucking cool as hell. Um, so excited for that. But you see that sort of cinematic moment when they're panning around in the first Avengers movie when they all get together and like the camera pans and you see Thor and Hulk and whatever that dissolves into the guardians so you were probably going to get a what if the guardians saved new york thor was still in that circle but he may have been but it might have been like the the uh, as guardians of the galaxy it, it looks like this it looks like the shows are like it's yeah. one story it's not like random do you know what i'm saying it looks oh, like there's a continual so? overall plot of all the episodes of like characters oh, carrying if on and the then case, like that would be like cool. you know what it reminds me of have you guys ever seen that show tv show in the 90s called sliders of course where they like, like jump from different earth to earth like it's gonna have like you're gonna see a lot of different earths but i think it's gonna be heroes t- galaxy marvel universe hopping so did you I hope and then they're gonna be like a group of them like assembled together like time hopping you know kind of reminds me of what's called Heroes of Tomorrow, and uh, um, is that what it's called? DC's on DC. Of Legends, Legends yeah. of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. Yes, where they like time jump instead of time jumping. It's mm-hmm. like random heroes from around different multiverses, t- portal hopping. I I hope you're right. I hope it is one large cohesive story. And then I don't we get think to see them. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> like the IRL I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's the oh case. But I hope you're right. I hope you're right. That would be wow. Oh man, damn it, George! Don't get me too excited, okay? I'm like they the come king in of like, like getting my you know up. at the culmination of whatever this phase four, phase five ultimate showdown is. It's like who the hell are these people? They're like, dude, those were like <laughs> those are the guys who've been time like galaxy hopping, universe. As much hopping. as we do know what's going to happen, which I wish I knew less, there's still so much we don't know, and that's exciting. Uh, how often do we? I would like to go into a Marvel movie for once and just not have a clue <laughs> as to what's going to happen or who's mm-hmm. going to show up. But that age is gone. It's like kayfabe and wrestling. It's just I think, dead. I think we're going to get that a lot more now. If they stop putting so. spoilers in the fucking trailer, major spoilers, we might Huge get that character more. reveals. Yeah, which pissed me off. And we'll get to that in a little bit. So, did you guys mm-hmm. ever read when you were younger? Obviously, because I don't know you guys don't read now. I don't think George, you read it all, but did you ever read any what ifs or stuff like that when you were younger? Oh, you mean like comic books? Yes, comic. Books. I do read. I just don't read comic books. <laughs> what do you mean? Wow, you're comic like, books. do you read? I'm like, what do you mean? Do I? No, you read. read? Yes, I know you read. I, read. I know you don't need. I comic know books. how to read books. I'm like, I read books. I'm smart. I know things. I'm I good at things. things. I'm not dumb like you. Everyone says I am. George, have you ever looked at pictures before? <laughs> have you heard of these things called words and they tend to be on pages (laughs) um so when 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 they first came out they were all just one shots and i'm sure everybody knows that now so you would get you would get these little what if one shots and they were kind of fun some of them actually came uh, became something because the i think and if, if if the internet finds this and i'm wrong they're gonna be like this guy's an idiot but i think we first got 
uh, Throg, Thor, <laughs> Frog Thor in a what if. Um, well, we already who saw was him. in the jar, right, but we, we saw him, about. right? And that's cool. But like you know, so it it just shows that what happened in those comics sometimes bled into the mainstream stuff. So you know, it wasn't just random. Oh, what if? you know, uh, uh, Uncle Ben didn't get murdered, but Peter still got bit by a spider. You know, like you get these things that like actually turned into like, oh, look, this character existed and now they exist I will, more. I will say it's interesting because like had, and this goes back to the animation, had like, um, had, there, had there not been in, into the multiverse with Spider-Man, like the animated and had that movie not been successful please thank you into the spider-verse like i don't know if they would like they would have take you know i'm saying like it kind of primed the general audience of understanding the idea of like different universes within the marvel realm you know what i'm saying because we've seen at least a version of it you're like oh well it's an anime but it's probably the best spider-man film they ever made but that's a different story and not even a different story that is the story that's that is the story right but the thing is, is like that primed us audiences for the idea of like, okay, like there's, we've seen it in a cartoon form of like different universes, different dimensions and different, you know, it's like, I'm spider Bake. Like, that's why, that's why when spider that hand. guy came out and he was like, what the hell is that? He's like, that's a Loki. And you're like, what the, <laughs> that's a crocodile. Like, and he's you like, know, like, willing to that's why that. you were like, I saw a spider pig. So, I mean, why not? Right. Like that made you, why sure. not? <laughs> Sure. Why not a crocodile rookie? So like yeah. it's funny that it kind of goes back to that that avenue because if they had that didn't have that movie, who knows how primed the audience was? You know, it's like now we're a little bit ready to see what they have to offer in many ways. And then it, it's funny how like that has re- probably translated to how they decide to put out the next Spider-Man film as well. You know, who knows? Maybe we'll see yeah. an IRL Spider Pig. Maybe so. This kind of transition. So, it's <laughs> like, like, like we won't now. ever. That, but please, I, but please do, no. Just like Spider Verse was like amazing. It had about two or three too many Spider Men. No way. Uh, <laughs> I, in, in my opinion, in was, my opinion, he's enough. like I could have taken out I, like three of them. A show I watched called uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. The <laughs> Titus was in a play called Too Many Spider Men, <laughs> and yeah. I just I can't help but think of that. <laughs> I kind of feel like we've been living the too many Spider-Men yeah. like tale throughout well, time anyway. So then, you know, I guess we can kind of dive into that. Like, what do you think? You know, we've all heard the rumors. We've all heard what is true. And I was mm-hmm. saying this earlier. I'm kind of angry at Alfred Molina uh, because he 100% spoiled one of the greatest character comebacks in Marvel history because he's straight up said, oh, yeah, I got to suit up as Doc Ock again for the next Spider-Man movie. Bro. Did you not get the memo? Like, <laughs> so like I this would have been monumental. He was the only one that wasn't talked about. Like they they talked about right. literally everything right. else. And then like the one villain that everybody agreed was the best villain of that entire series. And now, you know, we we know he's gonna be there. So they spoiled the reveal, but you know, they've he they've he did. They've kind of kept and and not they've officially kept it under wraps that these people are not showing up andrew garfield and toby mcguire nobody has confirmed we have not officially seen set photos we haven't heard you know we 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 basically know they're going to show up based on what we've heard there's there's a possibility of willem dafoe coming into this for you know uh which he was a good norman i hated his 
Green Goblin, but other than not really his just, fault. It's just the suit. Everything else, his his yeah. mannerisms and his character was great as the Goblin. Franco? I just hate the thing. Well, well you're never going to see James Franco again. He mm-mm. right. Yeah, no. he too many allegations. He's just a, he's oh yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. I forgot doing, about that. Doing dumb things and dumb things happen to you. Um, so you know, what do you think? The not only what if, but like Multiverse of Madness that comes out. I think it comes out before. No, that comes out after. But like, what do you think the implications are of what if and going into the Spider-Man movie? Uh, George, you go first. I mean, I'm pretty sure the what if is going to be, we said what if is going to be canon, right? So I feel like what if is going to probably tie in slightly with, I mean, everything is, it's, it's amazing because everything is linked, you know, from the way that Loki is linked, from the way that Scarlet, implications of what loki did during because it's happening at the same time as scarlet which is storyline so like the implications of what that means for scarlet witch as well so like everything is really nicely tied in in that sense so it looks like if the what if characters if they don't show up immediately it looks like that we i really think we could see them later on down the line irl the versions of them and because if they decide to make that like all those stories canon, you know, that this is like the story of what happened after Loki split the time like the timeline and all these branches are being created and these are the stories that are happening in all the branches for the first time in forever, quote unquote, because now there's no one watching all the different branches and we're just seeing all these stories. Hopefully they'll somehow show up later on down the line in one way or another or one form or another. Right. And I, I yeah. think Spider-Man, obviously it looks like we, I, I mean, not a spoiler, but like we know that Scarlet Witch is going to be in Doctor Strange. I think that Spider-Man, if we don't see Spider-Man somehow dovetail into into Doctor Strange's movie, it's going to be like a post-credit scene. That's you know, true because we do have a, a confirmed. We see, like, oh, Spider-Man Benedict? is like finally like cliffhanger, but it's like, oh my god, somebody like hears. I can almost imagine it's like Doctor Strange in his library or inner sanctum or whatever, guarding the sanctum. <laughs> Because the sanctum cannot be unguarded. Guarding the sanctum, you know, reading his book, not, doing his study stuff. And then suddenly he hears, like, he hears, like, Spider-Man calling out, and, like, in the distance, you know, like, just the way that, like, Scarlet Witch heard his kid, her kids, you know, and it's like, Doctor Strange is going to save Spider-Man. And then Doctor like, Strange, the librarian of the MCU. Sorry. Inner Tim, sanctum. George is referencing how, like... I was like, dude, it's Wong, peace, dude. Wong, during when they needed him most, he was like, all right, I'm just going to chill here. Whoop. And it's like, <laughs> thanks for nothing, Wong. He got, he got invited like, he to the to wedding. Guard the sanctum. It's, it remains unguarded. I'm like, the sanctum's okay. Like, <laughs> No, it must be guarded, Dan. Yeah, I don't uh-huh, know if you yeah, got that memo. Okay. Yeah, Wong, Wong's... The sanctum uh, remains unguarded. Wong's making excuses again. Sanctum, and he's, sanctum. And he's, luckily, luckily, he's going to get his just desserts for ditching the, the Avengers, looks like, in this upcoming movie. So, justice. Ha ha. get? Yeah, dude. He's the one... Wait, should I not tell him? Did you not... Tell me. Damn it. Bring it. Talk to the world. Well, okay. I I don't want to... This is a funny... In, this is a funny position I'm in, because you don't want to know more, but at the same About time... what? Wong, that was Wong fighting the abomination at the end of. It looks uh, like him. It is. Does. It is him. It's Wong at the end. Yeah, yeah. It's Wong fighting abomination at the end of the Shang Chi trailer. It is somebody it like definitely Shang-Chi? we can tell that does. No, he's he, it's like he's a he's a big dude wearing robes of the you Wax know arm. of the mages. 
Uh, he didn't see him do anything, but he just, you just see him get his butt kicked and slam into the side of the cage. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk. Okay. We talked about it. Let's talk about Shang-Chi. We, we, we've mentioned it in like two or three podcasts. It, it literally was like Shang-Chi and then we moved on. Turned like this movie, uh, it looks so good. Uh, I, I want to just say, I think we all agree. They really hold on, George. I see you. you put your hand down. You're next. <laughs> Ever, they should not have. They should go. They should not have. They ruined a bunch of it. They didn't ruin it, but they 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 don't show us Abomination, a character we haven't seen since Edward Norton's Hulk. Like they showed us Fing Fang Foom, which I am super excited for. Like finally, you get to see so Fing unnecessary Fang Foom. too. Literally, like a two second like. Yeah, don't show me that. Like. Yeah. It's just not worth it. I'm looking up this. Who's fighting Abomination? Oh, shit, it is. Okay, so Wong is back. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news. Oh, man, since Tim acknowledged it, now it's officially true. No, I mean, it. it from everything I saw, it looked, it, you know, he was in, because he's wearing, like, the same type of garb that um, Shang-Chi wears in the comic books, and he actually wears in the movies, but it made, I, I assumed it was just something that was, like, beaten down because the scene was just, like, uh, and then it was over so i didn't get a chance to really zoom in and freeze frame and be like okay he's a little bit bigger than the guy who's playing shang chi and okay he's bald and it's wonk like i didn't get a chance to analyze it so i'm gonna start us off again this Beyonce movie looks fucking back. great um yeah. it, it's it, it's we were talking earlier uh, kung fu finally uh, some form of martial arts at least coming to the mcu we're gonna get some great other mm, mm, I'm just mad that our last dose of this was from um, the bullshit fucking Netflix show of Iron Fist was the last like Kung Fu that we got. And it was just like, is this, is this, what is this? Is this Kung Fu? It's like, he's looking at that butterfly. Um, and we're like, no, no, it's not Kung Fu. Uh, so we get some good character. I'm, I'm excited for Aquafina because she's just, she's amazing. And I want more of that at all times. Um so yeah, I never read the comics, so I don't have a whole lot of like history going into it. I'm a little, the one thing I'm not as, as happy about, I mean, I'm fine with it. It's not like a big deal, but like the 10 rings were rings on your fingers and now they're like armbands, which is cool. And they become like weapons, but before they were kind of used like, like, you know, like beams of stuff that would come out of they them. Were magic. They, all had, they are, they were magic, but they all held a different magic that kind of came together to create the Mandarin. And, you know, he, that's how he became more powerful. So each one imbued him with a different power, kind of like a Captain Planet, you know, kind of concept. Each one did something different. Whereas in this, it kind of looks like just generic power rings, which I get, that's fine. It's not, a, it's not the big, you know, the biggest deal in the world. Uh, but you know, I would have liked to have seen like the classic rings on the hands because it looks cool. But this one, I guess, is a little bit more visual. It's better than getting appealing. debated by Sir Ben Kingsley. I mean, they should bring I, him back. I liked game, what yeah. they did. I liked what they did with Iron Man three. Well, uh, it's just I, because. You. <laughs> no, man. There's a bunch. I've I've read a lot and I've I've, I've seen different did people see? who are like it's it's interesting how they did that and like kind of threw everyone. For did a you see curve the short they bit. did? Yeah, I liked the short. I thought that was interesting because it introduced the Mandarin in that short, the real yeah, Mandarin. Yeah, they did. And the, the Mandarin one. is someone who is a king of... He's like Ra's al Ghul, where you assume that one person is the Mandarin, but it's not. It's the guy behind the curtain. So I thought that was kind of neat. Like that, I hated 
that it was you know that they they then focused on Killian I think that was stupid they should have just you know gone more into something else but I liked what they did with Ben Kingsley I think he he was fun to watch he was entertaining in the role and, and it was good who's next who wants to go raise your hand children all right Dan I mean, you're, you're chomping I, at the bit here. Go talk. Not, not, much, not much to say. I, I'm I'm excited for Shang Chi. There, there's. I mean, I am a huge kung fu fan. I'm a huge Marvel fan, and we, with their powers combined, we are awesome movie. I hope. I, I totally am getting way too excited, uh, which is something I tend to do. Um, right. I didn't need the reveal of Fin Fang Foom. Didn't need the reveal of uh, of Abomination to get excited for this. But here we are. Uh, this is what the marketing team decides is best to lure people to the theater. Even though I feel like they already got everyone hooked. Uh, but nevertheless, yeah. it's what they what decided you, to do. I guess it um, makes sense when you talk about marketing because it is one of their lesser true. known characters. So they're like, give them what they want, and then you'll I, yeah, get the people just, who don't care to go care. I, I'm hoping that this is a sign of it's been a while. We want to really get people back into the the theaters and get excited for more movies, uh, so they don't continue to do this. Uh, it's a the moments, the reveals of characters that we don't know are there are some of the greatest moments in these Marvel movies as fans, and they deprived us of that uh, with both of these reveals. Um, that isn't to say there still is probably going to be a few more there there's there's post-credit scenes there's post-credit scenes there's post post post-credit scenes it, it's uh and i mean just the overall my brain explodes when i start thinking about the possibilities of just who can show up um in these movies with the multiverse it's they they it's like it's given them the tool to just be like oh well how about this person where are they from? Oh, alternate universe. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. And that's okay. And with a loophole like that, it's like, God, who's going to show up? Like any of these movies that are coming out over the course of the next, for the next phase, for the next however many phases, literally any character can show up except for, I guess, X-Men, which is kind of sad. Uh, We're going to get them. Eventually, not in this phase, um, but it's excited. I mean, we are we gonna he just hearing the word mutant uttered in the MCU? Well, the first time I hear it, hopefully, it will send chills down my spine. I remember we were what was the movie? Uh, I think it was Winter Soldier. Just hearing the words, the name Stephen Strange from that Hydra yeah. agent was yeah. like, oh. Oh my God! <laughs> like they did just, it well. Just these little things that say happen. it again. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's it's. I'm. I mean, I feel like such a Marvel easy Marvel slut. Like that's all you have to do. And I'm like, I can't wait. Somebody get Dan a towel. Well, so inappropriate. It's 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 fine. It's it's gonna be. Uh, it's we're in for a ride. I I'm down for new characters. Um, I I really. I really want to see what they're going to do because obviously this has to lead up to some type of Avengers style team up eventually. And I don't know if it's going to be the Avengers per se, Tim, I think mentioned it might be the young Avengers. I mean, that uh, might be separate, but I don't know. It, it It is going to lead up to types of team ups. And I don't know if it's going to be under the Avengers banner or if they're just going to kind of do away with like having it 
had to be a you know like maybe like it'll just be more like a captain america civil war type deal where people just show up in other people's movies in any case in case i haven't said enough those of you playing a drinking game at home i'm excited yep (laughs) george are are you too excited uh i'm like guardedly optimistic (laughs) if that's the right way you're the more level-headed of all of us i'm gonna see it like obviously i see it from a different lens you know like coming from like my background like i've seen kung fu background what yeah, I've seen kung fu movies and I've seen really good ones and I've seen really bad ones and I've seen ones done by Western studios that were good and I've seen ones done by Western studios that were downright garbage. You know, I mean, like I've seen the gambit. It's a wide fucking gambit of like wide range of different good and bad. So I'm like cautiously optimistic in the sense that like there's a pretty low bar for me. Like I'm not gonna come down harshly on it with like my own like biased criticism on it so i have a pretty low bar as far as like expectations go so but it looks good enough that i think i would enjoy watching it and like i said actually i agree 100 with tim i love aquafina she's freaking amazing so like i oh, yeah. for that alone i'll go watch it because she's a really great actress and i feel like she wouldn't just like she's at a position now in her career where she's not just, she gets to pick the movies that she wants to do right and it's like she wasn't good. I don't feel like she would just be like picking this vi- this movie just to like, like do you know what I'm saying? I feel like mm, well, she's getting to a position where she can like actually kind of dictate, and I, I and maybe she does like she gets a good payday and she does like a good enough job to like yeah, Marvel movie. This point movie. is a pretty big uh, point of exposure. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm sure it's both, but yeah, yeah, she's great, and she's gonna. I mean, as if Marvel movies haven't been liked, and it's also enough, like it's, she's it's, gonna it's, bring a lot of that to the table. I mean, I don't want to be shady. I don't want to be like jaded and shady about it, but like it's like this well, is an obviously a big marketing ploy, also for like sure that's okay. Like I mean, Marvel that's, to break, and that's totally fine if this is what it takes. You know, they realize they, they have like a huge Asian market and an Asian audience, especially in China, like they do what they got to do to make mo- that money. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, and, and if they can manage to do that and tell a good story at the same time, then so be it. You know, I'm okay with that. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, right? like, it's, so uh, it, yeah, here's a fun little piece I was looking at. So I was, I was looking it up a little bit more, getting information on like what's going into this movie, who's directing it and the writers. So we've got, his name is Destin Daniel Cretton. I apologize if I said that wrong. I'm just reading it off the screen. Um, he did the the recent movie Just Mercy with Michael B. Jordan. Um, so you know that was a seen, good movie. He's and he's got a writing credit on this movie as well on Shang Chi. So he seems to have a grasp for you know these these more kind of I don't even know how to put it like movies dealing with you know uh, uh, what it's like to be you know, uh, of color, uh, of a minority in America or in general. So he probably will have at least a good type of background to kind of not over, not push that to the background, but to kind of represent it a little bit more. Again, coming from my point, I don't have that same point of view that George, you are obviously going to have. So, you know, uh, uh, I am always, you know, interested to see more of that and hear more about that, which is good and, and glad that it's being represented. But um so it's cool that he also wrote the movie. I didn't know that he was the director also kind of wrote it. There are two other writing credits, Dave Callahan 
and Andrew Lanham. I don't know that they have, oh, well, one of them helped write, you know, uh, Wonder Woman 84. So don't get too excited, apparently. Um, and the other guy didn't really do much. He did help write Just Mercy as well. So, you know, we've got some some pretty solid writers and directors behind this. So I think it's going to be good. But I think the one thing we need to remember is it is a Marvel movie first, um, you know, and a, and, and a martial artist, martial arts type movie second. Uh, yeah that's what marvel so, does they do their own versions of different genre films every single yeah. film is supposed to be its own genre film yeah. like that's the idea and this is their take on a martial arts film which is totally fine and they brought in like i mean they brought in hong kong like acting legends to come in people who've done yeah. martial arts before those two st- the two parents are like some of the the, the credits for michelle yo is like as long as my arm you know like it's like it's it's like she's been acting for like the better part of my lifetime you know like probably longer so i've been watching her since i was a child like tiny little kid so she's obviously has that credit in in her background and she she's not just a you know you could say she's a great martial arts artist like in those films and that's what she's probably known for but she's also just a good actress in general like after all these years of you know so it's it's they they did they definitely swung for the fences when it came to who they wanted to cast and they it's it's you know it's a great job in the casting team in the sense that they they probably worked with the marketing team and being like well like if we want this to be our big like asian box office draw like the first asian marvel film we need to like pull in familiar faces on top of this as well so they were like let's who could like they probably were like pull up a list like who is like number one and i think she would probably be michelle yo is like probably number one on that list like they probably was that was a dream cast for them i don't think they probably had that many people who were like who can we play to fill that role because when you think of hollywood someone who speaks english who's like an established hong kong actor and with that with that kind of martial arts background she's like the first one you think of pretty much i mean she's amazing she's fantastic i actually just saw her in um Jesus. Uh, Gunpowder Milkshake. It was her, Angela Bassett, mm. and Karen Karen Gillan. Mm. Um, and the movie was okay. Um, <laughs> All you have to say was it's a new Netflix exclusive, which yeah. you can describe every new Netflix exclusive that's come out in the last year as, it was okay. okay. Yeah, it, it, it was weird because, you know, you've got... I was in it for Karen Gillan. Oh, and it had Lena Headey. Heady? Oh, okay. Heady. And yeah, she played Karen Gillan's mom, and she was excellent. Everybody's excellent. Karen was the one off part for me. There was a fight scene in a bowling alley, and like it was filmed real weird and looked real bad. I don't get it. Um, but they're obviously gonna they're trying to play off of you know the whole her like putting her into an action role off of the um, Jesus. What's her name in the movies in Avengers? For fuck's sake, why do I not? What is wrong with me? What are you talking about? The one that goes Karen Gillan. Oh, um, um, uh, a blue face lady. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yes. Nebula. 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 Thank you for fuck's sake. Nebula. Um, they're playing off of like her, you know, her her physicality as Nebula and bringing it into a more kind of modern role. And it was, it was, she was fine at moments. I'm not saying go watch this movie. I'm not going to sit here and push it, but you had, you know, Michelle Yao who had like eight minutes, 10 minutes of screen time, maybe a little bit more. Um, 
she was excellent like she she was real good in the scenes that she was in the action parts that she did was only like one or two and she was it was the best action in the movie because obviously she's the most experienced i mean angela bassett isn't really known for like action scenes um lena lena Headey has been in a bunch of action type roles so you she was she was in uh sarah connor chronicles so she did she did oh, a lot of action in that and, that is angela yeah. bassett in black panther though right yeah, yeah same woman so it was it was interesting to see this. I wonder if we'll see her, wonder if we'll see her get down in the second one. Who knows? I don't know. People I'm would assuming. argue that uh, scenes, uh, shooting scenes as Tina Turner are in a way <laughs> <laughs> action scenes because she is, uh, she's 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 nonstop and she right. did a great job as well. That's her. true. Yeah. So we're gonna push on. Um, and so after, what if? We've got Shang-Chi, and then we've got two things coming out in November, which are both, one of them is also the other big question mark of this release schedule is the Eternals. You know, I, again, I never really read much of this, and, and you, you, you only heard a little bit about them, I think, in Guardians. Did they talk about Eternals, or were those, what, were they, what do they call those giant people? They weren't Eternals, were Celestials. they? Celestials. Celestials, excuse me. Celestials. So, but like, you know, this these people have this ability, you know, they're like, they've seen everything, like the Watcher, but, they, but, but they're not, you know what I mean? They all have powers and they obviously, in the trailer, um, have like come down to Earth at some point and they were, you know, revered as gods in the olden days and everything. You've got a cast of casts. I mean, you've got Rob Stark. I don't remember his name. You've got Kit Harrington, who's going to be in it as I think like Black Star or someone like that. He hasn't been um, in any of the trailers yet, which is interesting. You, he was but... in. He was in the trailer. It was really what? yeah. It was like a, a mm. shot of him, okay. and that was it. Um, you've got Kumail Nanjiani, who was like who was the headline of this press junket for like this movie. He's been the headline of the movie since he got just jacked ripped um but i love both, him i'm yeah. so happy for him i think he's so funny and likable i'm kind of did you see his him. movie that he did about his life and and no and i keep reading the big sick dude, right the big sick it is Everyone, yeah i love i don't amazing. know why i haven't seen it yeah i cried I my ass it. off dude it was sure. fantastic i mean it's so, a true story about him and yeah. his real life girlfriend yeah yeah, yeah so amazing. he's he's got the chops of not just being you know this comedic actor that everybody knows him for because he was a stand-up comedian and everything and it's amazing but like he can do it so i'm very excited for it and then you've got angelina jolie selma hayek like what like you're just I, like I, I just stick it just keeps go ahead, going go ahead, up george I have to make the point of like, I feel like the thing with this movie is, is what we go back to talking about trailers, right? And what your own personal uh, preference of trailers is, right? Yeah. So mm. some people would say they like a trailer where it doesn't reveal too much or like you have to find the perfect balance of like enough to tease people, but not enough to like spoil major things yeah. as well, right? And yeah. that's the hard balance. And this, unfortunately for this trailer, it is like incredibly underwhelming. Because it's like you're trying to introduce something new, and we really, literally, there was no hook. It was like the most boring trailer I've seen Marvel put out in a long, mm. long time. See, you're it like hooked, it hooked me because I am the type. The hook was wants... the people in the cast, right? But like, right. yeah. After yeah, watching right. that movie, like, do you really feel like you like after watching that trailer? I mean, do you really feel like it? Like, you're like 100 percent sold on it, or like I don't know, it just. 100% sold and I'm going to go see the movie 
are two very different things because yeah, but I'm not like go see the movie. Yeah, we're but... gonna go see the movie because it's a Marvel film and all that. But it's just like it was a very underwhelming trailer. Like I just it, it was didn't see enough trailer. to like get it, me excited. It was a teaser. It wasn't a trailer. It was a teaser, and and I like teasers. I'm everybody knows like I, I guess it's not true because I will deep dive in some stuff. We're gonna get into that oh, no, in a minute that with the Flash like movie, but like. <laughs> It was, it was a pretty long trailer, wasn't yeah, but it? It a... didn't tell you anything. There was no plot given to you in this movie. What wasn't that this... a Super Bowl trailer? Was it? It it yeah yeah I guess it was. Oh yeah, it was. That's weird. Didn't Has they it show really it during been... the Super Bowl, dude? It's been out for like, four months, five. That trailer's been out for a long time. I feel I don't know. Well, whatever. It's a pretty big trailer. Like I feel like it's their trailer. I don't know if it's a it's a it's like a teaser really but whatever regardless of what you want to say it's like i don't know i just it seems really underwhelming and the movie might be good though still i'm still i i'm most curious about it and i think a lot of people are the most curious about it because they don't know anything about these characters so they're prediction like, they're like I never heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy and it became their top group outside of the Avengers. Like whole prediction, the worst movie they come out with this year out of the three. Ooh, that is a bold, bold statement. I mean, they've got more than three movies coming out. They got Shang-Chi, they got Eternals. I guess Spider-Man doesn't. Oh, that is it. And Spider-Man, I guess, technically doesn't count because that's See, Sony. And I'll even throw Spider-Man in there. Out of all the ones that come out this year that come out in the foreseeable future, including Black Widow that just came out, it's going to be the worst one. Personally, the Spider-Man movies haven't it, blown me away thus it, far. Okay, I'm going to say this, this also. I feel like the thing is, is, like with the casting, don't get me wrong, it's such a great, incredible casting, and it's like got like a stellar cast and stuff like that. But it's like a big part of me is like. I've seen ensemble casts with like huge names before and I've seen them mess it, it up because yeah. of like the fact that like no one can feel like they can like take the lead, you know? And it's like, whoever does take the lead, maybe there's somebody who's like not sure about it or whatever. And it just seems like what exactly are you trying to like hide with the story by creating such, like putting such shiny pieces in front of us first? In a certain, do you know what I'm saying? I know that sounds crazy to say. You're like, oh, if it's a great script, it should get great actors and blah, blah, blah. But just in general, with the way that they've done movies, like, it's not like they needed to ever, like, shoot that high for it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they've never really cast big names before. Robert Downey Jr. was the biggest name they cast. They could cast one or two big names, right? Which is totally Mm -hmm. fine. And they have before. You know, even if you have to say Robert Downey Jr. and Gwyneth Paltrow, like in the original, right, the two biggest names, and that makes sense. But it's like, and the rest are less well-known people, you know, who eventually become well-known, you know, because of their time in the Marvel Cinematic. Even Scarlett Johansson, we know she wasn't the first choice. It was Emily Blunt. We all know that. Like, so my point is, is like they chose somebody, (laughs) they chose this movie and it felt like it was like, for me, I'm skeptical because it seems like it's a massive overcompensation to something that's wrong inherently with the film. Maybe. Now that they had interesting, a, they had a like maybe a terrible, like not so good of a script, and they just like like they're like, okay, well, we at least need to get like the biggest people we can like throw money at to do this because like we have no idea if like they'll make money unless we do. Yeah, that's a good point. Like I'm very like I'm very very like skeptical of this movie you, because remember, of but you're this. you're still in like 
like pre-phase two mindset, I feel like we are in now in the world of well-established Marvel movies where they're all pretty good. I mean, the last, I mean, I'm Black Widow is a kind of has too many asterisks to like really delve into, which we already did, but like everything before that, I mean, what was the last real week Marvel movie you saw? I mean, for you, it's going to be Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. I, I like I, I, I actually too. liked Captain Marvel. I just have problems. I mean, I have whatever. I have yeah, issues yeah. with Brie Larson. Ooh, I think ooh. Captain Marvel was still a pretty great movie. Ant Man I mean, and the Wasp. I, I think Ant Man and the Wasp was really would, good. Yeah, I mean, like I like Ant Man and Wasp too. These are the weaker. Of I'll have all to go back movies. to like they're all really too. good. So what you said? Dark World. Thor two would probably be it, and still Dark Thor two Ultron maybe? not that bad. Ultron, yeah. Bad. yeah. Thor two is pretty bad. Thor two was it was, but, but that's it phase still two. was like it still was pr- like pretty okay, and that was a while ago. I it just it, like like what Age of Ultron, and even that was still pretty good. Pretty Iron damn Man good. three. There you go. Iron Man three. Okay, fine. But I'm the only one that the, liked that. That movie. still had like with, uh, like qualities with, about it. And I, I like just knowing the way actors are and like the way contracts are negotiated with actors and stuff like that. There's obviously going to be like this question of like, well, we paid all this money to Angelina Jolie and you're telling me she's not even on screen for more than like <laughs> well, 20 minutes. Like somebody in know. the county department is going to be like, this is fucked up. We're paying her like millions. And she's only in this film for 20 minutes. Like well, I mean, you need to get her more screen time because like we got to make this money well, count. And then someone's like, well, Selma Hayek is asking for like this amount. And like, <laughs> we only got her for 15 well, minutes out of this 90 minute film. Like, the, the you know, like of, all these people yeah. trying, all yeah. these big names trying to, and an ensemble cast trying to do it within like a three hour period is incredibly difficult. And then now it's yeah. bringing in freaking Rob Stark and freaking... Well, Jon Snow too. Well, it's like I was. I it's was so saying all difficult that to... with such a large ensemble cast to tell a good story. And this is not even like Guardians of the Galaxy, where there's actually a handful. This is like, like there's like six or seven people who are all trying to get some screen time in on that. And what I was gonna say, what I was trying to say before, uh, I was saying all that to say that I, I've. Like Tim has reminded me that rumors are rumors and you got to remember that. But I just have seen in so many places from so many different random sources that like for the past half year or so that like Eternals apparently is some next level stuff, like in terms of just like action and things we haven't seen before. And I rumors are rumors and doesn't mean mm-hmm. anything until you show up. But just hearing that so many different times from so many different people it, I mean, I'm not that hyped for Eternals either. Like, it's a hard thing to do an ensemble cast, but they've mm-hmm. pulled it off before. I don't think they're going to ha- do it with shining colors like they did Guardians, but I don't, I think it's still going to be at the very least pretty good and probably see some kind of, you know, crazy powers and action that we haven't like seen before. And that might be enough to elevate it to a level where we will really I, enjoy it. I, I'm very I, skeptical of this also because Eternals reminds me a lot of uh, what's it called? The Inhumans. And it's uh, like, you know, what very, happened. you know how they destroyed that series. Yeah. But, so like but that was the storylines are very television. similar in many ways. That so, was network television. I know, but they're it's gonna like. They're going to destroy everything. Listen, everything. listen to me though. Listen to me. When they listen had the, me. when they had the, in, 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 the Inhumans, like when they had the Inhumans and the idea to do the Inhumans, I don't know if you remember. It was years ago when they, you know, how they did like a, like a Marvel 
showing like every single year they show you like movies and upcoming projects yeah. or whatever a close-up or an exclusive in humans was originally supposed to be a film like yeah, that's true it was originally supposed to be a film all right and like somehow through like different the later stages of planning and stuff like that they realized they didn't want to make it into a film so they were like okay well we did all this work into it so let's cut it down and still tell the story and so they chose to make it a tv show because it wasn't going to fit into the slate of like scheduling that of major movies that they were brought in. They were scared to bring in an ensemble cast, like what they had for Inhumans onto the big screen. Now the question is, is like in the, what now it's been like seven or eight years since that happened. Did they learn their lesson? Did they like, what did they learn from it? And did, are they ready to do that kind of thing now? Because I hate to say it, those two storylines incredibly freaking similar. Instead of living like amongst the humans, then humans lived on the moon. Like, spoiler alert, that's the story. But they've been watching Earth this whole time, not interfering while all this crazy shit is going down. Right. I I've heard the story before. Or the Eternals. Both. One is on the moon, one is on Earth with living among us. Like, it's <laughs> like I've, heard, I've seen this story before. You already effed it up one time. You chose yeah. not to bring this story, like, again, this similar story, onto the big screen with a large ensemble cast before. Because yeah, you knew I mean, something was wrong. Have... And we knew when we watched the show, we could tell something was wrong. So hopefully you learn some lessons and hopefully yeah. that's like that's like, but like you have to understand that this is not something you've pitched to like the larger general audience that we haven't seen before. I've like I've we've seen this before. Like and and talk about like the question of like how low and high of a bar are you gonna set for Marvel? Is that like they're a product of their own, like you know, they're they're essentially a victim of their own product is the fact that they've set the bar relatively high in the sense that you're like, like you're like, if, we, if you want us to consider you like as a legit like studio compared to like, and worthy of quote unquote, like those other larger studios that are always getting Oscars and things like that, then like you also need to do your, your end of it. Like, yeah, we'll go to the box office. We'll always support Marvel. Like that's well, yeah. not a question between the three of us. I'm pretty sure we can say that hands down. We're always probably going to support Marvel, but it's like, don't take that for granted and like keep feeding us the same formulaic shit that we've already seen. So, like, but here's the thing that everybody needs to remember that these are all originally comic books and the very nature of comics is that they've been around forever and that they do recycle everything. Of course. And it's going to come back, you know, and, and Dan, you were mentioning it during, during the widow, I think is, is you don't want to see everything kind of go and like come back in a loop and tell us the same stories and, and redo everything. But the very nature of this longevity of of stories now granted we're not anywhere near it is they're they will they're going to come back around like everything will because they are they're pulling from the source material and if they stick with like the core characters or at least some of the ones that are more popular they're gonna repeat a bunch of stuff they're gonna run out of like fundamental like uh plot lines where you're gonna get some you know you can get some good sideline stories that i really liked you know back in the day but i mean they're not going to be what is going to translate to you know cinematic masterpieces and, and marvel movies so yeah we're going to get some we're going to get some of that uh, repeats and stuff like that but as we were saying about uh, uh shang chi this is going to be the marvel marvel universe take on it and i don't i'm not accounting in humans that was a big flop i don't even know who was show running that and it was just a disaster so 
that being said i want to switch away from marvel i know it's a sin for a little bit but um this is going to very slowly become just hey let's all talk about marvel for six hours um the next big thing that kind of is is dropping soon uh i think november december i don't remember exactly when it's coming out i don't have it in front of me but it's it's going to be dune dune is the next big sci-fi kind of action movie now i never read the books or book i see i don't even know if it's one or more or series i there's more i think so my our old boss shout out to enoch uh was huge into the dune series i would always walk back uh uh in when he was doing like like, paperwork he would play it on his he would be listening to it as an audiobook and i'd walk in and be like this is interesting what are you listening he's like dune i'm like oh i know that i've heard these words and um so you know i don't know a ton about it but i saw the trailer and okay before i give my impression it's it, it, the order in which they put the scenes with Jason Momoa is like a reverse aging. They Benjamin buttoned him. If you really look at the moments that he's in there, the first time you see him, he's got this big scruffy beard and he looks nice and like weathered and like Jason Momoa. And then the next scene that you see him in in the trailer, he's got just the goatee about the length of mine. Like it's not a whole lot of beard. And then the final moment you see him, he has a clean shaven face and looks like a child. And it's just kind of... I watched it earlier and I just was like, why is this what I'm pulling from this trailer? Like all of these epic scenes and cinematography and shit that's happening in the background. All I'm noticing is this baby face, Jason. Momoa. I know why, because whether you're a man or woman or whatever, we're on a level, we're all attracted to Jason Momoa. Oh, and one hands way down. Another. He is a <laughs> gorgeous, gorgeous man. Um, Thank you, Stargate Atlantis. Right? We got him before he was super popular. And then when he became popular, I didn't realize it was the same person, which I was Because he like is twice the size he was yeah. on Atlantis. I'm going to go he on He built record. up muscle I'm, like the rock. I'm going to say this. I think his portrayal, I think Cal Drogo is an overrated character. Everybody is like, oh my God, Cal Drogo. It was such a like defining role for him. It was like, he got to really, hmm. and I'm like, he was in like eight episodes. One season. Yeah, yeah, he was in one season. Like, it wasn't that impactful of a role. If you really watch it, like you remember it because he's a big burly dude and like, yeah, he looked, it just looked a little weird with the heavy on the Well, here's your question is, do you feel like he's as impactful? He's certainly not as impactful as like a Ned Stark because Ned's like the main character. Right, but like he had more character to him for you know but you know there you know i mean i love him as aquaman love him and 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 he's done a bunch of tv shows and i'm excited i want to see him i never watched it's a really good cast and that's here we go again it's like a really great cast they they swung for the fences dune is an epic and it's it's, yeah it so it and they cut it one book into two movies so this this is only two movies the book yeah, it's technically supposed to be two movies. So they obviously have not done the second movie yet, but the plan, the, the way they shot is that this is only half of the first book. So let me ask everybody this. Um, uh, call me ignorant. Why is everybody on Timothy Chalamet's dick? Like, what did he do that is so... Everyone's like, oh my God, Tim Chalamet, Timothy Chalamet. And I'm like, I don't I really know like who him. this person is. Like, what he's was that, he in? He's in, that, uh, he's in that Netflix film with Robert uh, Pattinson where called uh the king i think mm. Mm. yeah I, I, I that movie looked terrible was it a movie or a show <laughs> it, was, it was like a networks it was like a netflix special i'm thinking of something different um either way they look know. up people really like him apparently uh, he's, he's amazing good. so he's good looking man he's not bad i mean he, he doesn't he looks like he's 12 but whatever 
He's, he doesn't he's seem in, like he's going to be bad. Zendaya so. get a little bit more gritty in you know in there. I never watched her yeah. Euphoria, but I hear it was real good. So I mean, the movie, the movie looks great. I'm I'm excited. I'm going to go see it just because I know nothing about it. Let's get Dan. Let me. What's your impression? What do you? I mean, uh, anything? No comments. I don't. <laughs> I know nothing about this. Uh, it either. could be good. It could also stink. Um, yeah. So I don't. Uh, it's hard. These kinds of trailers and these kinds of movies feel like I've been let certainly down more exciting than Eternals trailer. <laughs> oh my god. I, I yeah uh, maybe I don't know. It, it's there's I think this is just as ominous and and gives you just as much as the Eternals trailer to be honest. I, we don't really know what's happening. We know he's having dreams about Zendaya, which you know we've all had at some point um so it's like whatever you're cool what? like uh it doesn't really matter like i'm not it's the trailer is epic looking uh that's not much to go on uh i i i mean if i were gambling man i'd bet on humans over this like tenfold uh, just because i know that marvel movies have been delivering and probably yeah. will continue to do so dune uh, you know, yeah, okay, maybe it's okay. I, it doesn't really. Um, I, it I know it has a lot. A lot. People... I will say it has a lot of people's yeah. like right expectations. A lot like, of people, people have been waiting for this movie for this movie. a very a, fr- long time. a good friend of yours mine named Brian truly. has been waiting for this movie. Yeah, yours uh, truly. Most of his adult, adult life. Yeah, um, same here. So since I was a teenager, right? It's 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 gonna be. I'm excited for them. It's kind of actually a little good thing to hear that they're splitting the first one and in, into two movies yeah um i think that's important especially i hear well it's a pretty the, long the, book the, right you have to really understand the way that dune was written and like the series was written is that like dune originally was written in um like a science fiction like magazine like a monthly subscription so it was actually originally broken up anyways ah. so like but it's long it wasn't right? until it wasn't until later that it was like put into one book but it was meant to be like a serial science fiction story that was put out on a regular basis. Like, I don't remember if it was monthly or whatever. So in many ways, the, 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 the book itself is already cut off in the way that it, it can easily fit into however many types of episodes you want. So like the 2001 film that they did, I think was in 2001, they did a mini series on sci-fi channel. They split up the first book into three, three, two, two hour episodes parts so it's like a mini series right so it's like how you want to split up dune is like very flexible in that sense they they were they got lucky with that um but the source material is like frank herbert is considered probably one of the founding fathers of modern science fiction like he he is like heavily referenced in so many different types of science fiction he's one of the first people who wrote science fiction to the point where it's like he really did a good job of describing yeah. like topography, mm. which is what Dune is all about. It's like many p- people could say it's like undertone of Dune is very like Avatar, like, you know, save the world type of like. Mm. <laughs> well, but like weather is a big part of the movie, as you can tell, because they're in the desert and things like water are, are valuable in the desert, sure. which is like something that Frank Herbert years ago saw as an issue that was going to be later on down not in his lifetime but obviously later on down the line humans were going to have that issue as well so a lot of you know science fiction talks about problems modern problems and future problems and social problems that can come up but they'd mask it in the way that science fiction is and and dune is one of the first 
series i think that did a, at least modern science fiction that did a very good job of addressing things that are seen even like the relationship that is that go, goes on also with like the natives and the people who are colonizing that planet to use its resources you know goes back to stories of like colonial times to even today of exploitation of third world countries as we buying their resources right like it's like the haves and the have-nots it's all those themes carry over and it's like it's it's funny how many people today if you ask who are like big in the science fiction big names everyone from lucas to steelberg to all these people they all read dune all of them read dune there's no question james cameron he read dune they all read dune stephen colbert he read dune like oh yeah Okay. Everybody so, read it. Like, if you know anything about science fiction and you're a science fiction and you're involved in the science fiction genre and you create things for science fiction as far as film, television, whatever it is, you've probably read Dune because that's how important of a, yeah, of yeah. a like source material it is. Like, people will like, you'll be like, what? <laughs> like, you're, you're you've never seen Dune? Like, you've never it's watched interesting it? Interesting, because they have. It, like, they have Dennis Villanueva doing the movie as the director and and the he's supposed to be amazing. Well, I mean, I'm looking at his list here and I liked a bunch of his movies. I'm not going to say, you know, that they're on my absolute favorite list. Um, He did Prisoners back in the day. He did Sicario, which was supposed to be pretty damn good. Um, He did Arrival, which, I mean, I enjoyed Arrival, but it was... Arrival was good. It was slow. It was a very slow movie for me. It was good. I'm not saying slow I think is bad. That was the t- kind of movie that needed to be slow. But and then worked for me. Did, he's supposed to be like a perfectionist. He got to work, yeah, like, but he got to work on. He directed uh, uh, Blade Runner 2049. So again, uh, also mm-hmm. one of the more not that one. That's but a like, good sign. But Philip K. Dick, he took one of the other more prolific uh, sci-fi writers and got to play with his toys and now he's playing with frank herbert's toys so obviously yeah. this guy loves he's known sci-fi. for creating very like um like he believes in practical sets he doesn't yeah. like he doesn't want to do like he, he like for him he's like the audience these days today and most of us are pretty well trained to be able to tell when something is added on post right like yeah. and he's like he doesn't like that he feels like it's a very jarring scene so like his belief is like as much as we could practically build out we're gonna do so all those things that you see in the trailers the desert like he's like i actually want to go to the desert we're not going to shoot this in a black lot I mean, full of sand like he's like we're going to go to the desert like to shoot this because that's the only way you're going to get real shots of the desert is to like go to the desert and shoot it like we're not going to go to some set and he's like, what do we want to do for this like spaceship or this castle or this like fort that we're building? Let's make as much of it yeah. as we practically can. That's why this film is expensive. It's not because there's a bunch of posts, like a lot of CG and like Marvel films and things like that. It's because he was like, I want to spend money on building real sets. Yeah. So like the problem is, is like this film is on such a high like budget that if it doesn't at least somehow make like a decent profit, like they're not going to make the second one. Are you kidding me? Well, they're making a, apparently a TV series called Dune the Sisterhood. Yeah, that's, uh, he's, I he's don't know if it really has anything. He's directing one episode of it. I don't know how much it ties in. It's just it's yeah, I don't know about the tie-in. But here's my question. I guess this kind of can go to both Eternals and probably speaks to George's point on Eternals. But like, how how much? cinematography and you know uh, practical effects visual effects fight scenes action scenes how much do those make a movie 
how good can a movie be if the plot sucks? You know, like some people would say like Blade Runner 2049. I think it was a visually beautiful, beautiful movie. Film. Cinematography yeah. was amazing. Like yeah. lots of these long the shots were beautiful. Shots. Yeah. The yeah. movie was slow. I Even mean, the it, indoor it stuff like. Yeah, the dialogue, the storyline was like. Eh, but know? like how how much do you need? Like, can you run Dune on just the shots or can do you need those performances do you need like the plot and the story and the script to be done really well like my, I'm, my, I'm not my, taking anything away from cinematography i look for those things when i watch I think movies my That's fear is, is my fear is also the same problem with the eternals is that like because dune is such a quintessential story and it's one that's been used and st- and through the generations like you understand like the reason why people have been vo- vo- waiting for dune for so long is like people see it as like source material for all modern science fiction. And the fact that it's not been done justice in the past to the point where like, like people have seen them like give the material the credit that like a lot of people feel like it deserves is like a still a very sore subject among science fiction fans, especially science fiction fans of Dune. It's so, so hard to do. People will say, will always try to compare Dune to like other more successful franchises like Star Wars and things like that and Star Trek and whatever it is. So, but what they don't realize for a lot of people and like what people are upset is the fact that they're like, dude, if it wasn't for Dune, there probably wouldn't be so many of the things that you've seen in Star yeah. Wars and in Star Trek, right? Very, so very right. like the problem is, is like the storylines that are in Dune and like the world building and all those things you've seen them kind of play out in a lot of different science fiction movies purely because they all kind of copied this original source. And like now that people have already seen that something kind of like this with such an expansive cast and expansive world building, like before in other genres and also in film and other TV shows or whatever you want to call it and other franchises, like Dune is going to struggle to show us something new that like we haven't seen before in science fiction, unfortunately. You could you you can have the best source material in the world, and it could be even a decent story. But if it's a story that we've already seen before, you're gonna have a hard time like impressing. I hate to say it, it's you, it's, it's you do it well enough. That's though, the trap. You watch the same old story all over again. All right. Yeah, Marvel's it's, it's, been using it's the, the trap same, that they're in, right? Like Marvel's they have, been using the same formula for. 15 10 years you know it's like yeah. oh my god big fight sky beam at the end you know like i mean i think they're done with that finally hopefully, hopefully. okay we could we could go on but we're gonna move on so we're gonna go into something that i think dan knows more about than any of us uh we're gonna go witcher 2 witcher season 2 excuse me i mean you don't know as much about the show coming up but i mean mm-hmm. obviously you're not an insider but you've played the games you know you know more about well, that shit than, than I'm i an do insider i, I know played, i Campbell play witcher 3 personally. i i tried Three's to good. play witcher Fine. 2 um whatever. it was rough <laughs> because it was a while ago and anyway whatever witcher 3 is one of how, the greatest games of all time and uh that's, that's exciting how excited are we for witcher season 2 i mean i think season 1 was fantastic did you watch the new trailer the teaser it is officially a teaser um it's look witcher uh it's an interesting thing uh that first episode came in with a bang with maybe the one of the greatest fight sequences in movie or television history uh one of the most most well choreographed well shot um talk to me and tim were talking earlier today about like the importance of especially more on tim's case like the importance of uh just like less cuts 
and more and letting the uh, talented stuntmen and coordinators uh, sh let their choreography show. And man, did they use that and use its strengths and use it well. That was such a cool scene. And then it was, you were intrigued. There was some, uh, we're kind of figuring things out as we go. They don't tell you when they time jump. That, yeah, that, was that first season takes place in three separate time periods and they and there are people who do not age. You don't know what what timeline you're in or, or not timeline, what, what time period. And uh, it ended those last few episodes. Um, if I had to go off those, I would say I'm not too excited. But as we are all aware, these kinds of things there's there's set up there's always with shows especially they're set up for future seasons uh this the this battle that took place which should have been like a great kind of season finale i uh it didn't something didn't hit quite right uh for me at least it it felt disjointed and uh you could tell it was all happening for a reason that's a battle kind of i mean much like you know is what what as what uh Geralt would come, come to be known as the butcher of blaviken because of that first fight scene we will be revisiting or talking in the show about that last battle scene in the end of the first season for the rest of the series still didn't quite land uh i'm excited regardless because uh henry cavill's portrayal is spot on and uh he did a i mean he's a gamer and it's like the he's like the coolest fucking nerd uh you know on the planet and he, he built the pc to, dude if he could do it i could do it yeah he he yeah he built a pc man uh he he it, he decided to go like basically do an impression of the Geralt of Rivia in the games, which this show isn't, it's based off the books, not the games. Still decided to go that route. I could not be more pleased. He's yeah. doing an, a bang up job. Yeah. Uh, I think this a lot is of like people, his best role. Uh, probably. Uh, I think a lot of people are a little annoyed by that. Maybe the book purists, but I think it's great. I think Geralt of Rivia as a character is meant to be not super charismatic uh and kind of a no-nonsense kind of he you know he's over a hundred and he's just he wants to get things done <sighs> a lot of grunts and that's that works that's good it works he's, and he's good at it uh yeah i mean well, he I just wants to be left alone with his right horse. and i mean and yennefer is 300 plus i think um so it's you got a couple of no-nonsense characters who and that's always good for the screen uh no matter what the media source because it moves the plot along and there's less shenanigans and more uh taking action and that's always a good thing and uh i mean the the future is bright for young uh, young cirilla siri I, there's she is i don't know how much i want to reveal but she is reveal uh, nothing I reveal nothing. She is a, she is, this show will at some point yeah. begin to revolve around her. And uh, I'm quite ex excited to see how that unfolds. I hope it's good. Um, there's, there's a lot of, it's hard to move forward without covering all of the lore in that series. Yeah. And there's a lot of it. So mm -hmm. the, they, I mean, I'm glad it's a series. Uh, there's yeah. more time to, like, things they have to acknowledge. Um, we'll see how much of it they do cover and what they don't. I'm sure 
I mean, I think it'll be okay, but there's like this show, what like maybe just because of the source material and also like the fact that it's like a fantasy, is like it obviously the most closest comparison is like it's supposed to be considered like a Game of Thrones successor in many ways. Right. And like they there's a lot genre wise. Genre wise, it's like the Game of Thrones successor, right? Because I remember like Game of Thrones ended and then like this genre wise is kind of like what the one out of all the different genre series that we're all pushing to fill that spot this is the one that like stuck out and was the most successful i think since game of thrones has been gone what i what i like about it is that it's not always like 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 characters do like do the right thing is a theme that you will see most protagonists follow and at least in i can't speak for the source material too much unfortunately but at least in the game doing the right thing rarely brings the right outcome however you perceive that and that is a much more interesting uh position to put your characters in and i i hope they explore that because i feel like there's just like doing the right thing always leads to the right outcome and it doesn't and i hope they explore that because that's a much more interesting factor in or like and adds to the character that doing the right thing doesn't always bring the right outcome and that just adds more depth and I think that is a fascinating, yeah. I hope more shows follow suit, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, I would like to see a lot more of that. Um, the trailer looked it, just like when it got, it builded, you know, it, it, that's not a, is that a word? I don't fucking built. care. It built, it was, it started off kind of just introducing you back into the characters and then it kind of get like it, it, it was slow and then it kind of got a little bit more quick pace and they had some quick cuts into the scenes. And I like that because they didn't really, what they cut into you didn't get to see so i'm like i don't know what that was i don't know what was happening i know that character oh that was syria oh that was you know Geralt. i'm like oh and look you, you know at the very end you get uh uh yennefer and like you, you see these characters but they don't give away anything of what the story is going to be they're basically just like look we've done more things and i'm i like that for personally but like you i saw a lot of syria is that her name cirilla cirilla for sure oh the girl siri that's yeah. like, if you got yeah, an apple good. don't say this fucking it's, yeah it's but um me. like no. i can tell that she's getting more screen time and, and that's exciting and 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 it looks great it looks like they're going to build the show to like some kind of other epic thing and like nice battles it looked like there's some good action like what i liked about the the first season is it, it was yes it had that kind of um fantasy vibe as well you know like the game of thrones but it was it 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 didn't it took itself it, it both took itself seriously and didn't take itself seriously like it wasn't making fun of the source content in any way shape or form but it seemed very there was like a sense of levity to everything it was very lighthearted. when you got like the bard coming in and kind of lightening the tone like even just Geralt himself when he would just be like stared blank stare at the camera and she's like fuck you know like the timing just it yeah exactly even me saying it it was funny Mm -hmm. because we all remember those moments and so but they're not like funny moments you know there's some dry humors they're kind of stuff like that which i'm excited for i like that show a lot and i want more of it i haven't gotten a ton of that in shows i've been watching and i'm sad and i miss it and i want more so just keep them coming keep it yeah uh, i mean the monster hunts are what i live for uh yeah. in that show and there's already one that's confirmed i won't say what 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 kind of monster is confirmed but i god i want one more than one per season because that uh i mean the the monster hunt in the last season was one of the best one of the best scenes in this 
the whole first season and it's, the the one in the castle mm-hmm. yeah, and it's a, cool. it's unique we don't see things like that very often there was just a lot of angles of how to like what's morally right and wrong and uh, it's it's good stuff uh, bend the genres take risks do something different it's all good yeah it's, it's just, yeah so there was one that i really wanted to talk about that i didn't put on my list that i just remembered um I I mean I have to say something about it even if you guys aren't super into it I'm really excited for the new Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> um, I have been a fan since I was a child. It's one of my earliest movies and memories, so maybe it's just the nostalgia coming at me. I'm excited for this movie. Um, I liked the remake they did with uh, Jenny McCarthy, McCartney, whatever, uh, and um, Kristen Wiig and everybody. I, I liked that one. Uh, oh, you mean I, the? Oh yeah, yeah, the one with. Uh... Yeah, with Chris Helms. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was fun. I could do the gender one. I could, yeah, I could do with less improvisation in movies now. You know, I'm, (laughs) I'm, I want to get past the Judd Apatow way of making movies. I want to get back into comedies that have a story and funny moments, not lingering on a scene and letting them banter for 20 minutes and see what sticks like i'm I'm past that i enjoyed the overall story and plot i think those women are some of the funniest and most talented uh, comedic actresses that are 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 going in movies today so i loved it but this one is a continuation of the first two movies and that has me excited because i grew up with bill murray dan Aykroyd, um oh my god uh the late harold ramus um and uh right it was so good um we used oh to see God, him I around terrible town. i can't remember winston's name and i've met him like twice at different conventions i feel like an ass here's a funny mm-hmm. story he uh ernie hudson he is not credited on any of the dvd releases for one or two or any of the vhs releases you will not see his name on the back and it kind of makes me upset um but i listened to a podcast with him uh, about making the original movie uh, i think he was talking with michael rosenbaum you know lex luther smallville da 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 um and he was, they were talking about it's an excellent podcast if you haven't listened inside yeah. of you with michael rosenbaum give me a shout out rosenbaum love you <laughs> best lex luther um he but, modeled his look after you didn't yeah. you can't you tell right i'm more john crier i'm a little more john crier lex luther from the supergirl show but um uh when they originally wrote the movie um ernie's character uh winston zeddemore had a much much bigger role and it got relegated to something a lot smaller and he kind of wasn't aware of it because he did film some other scenes but he did he once he did it he was like hey look it was what it was i enjoyed doing the film i liked it i want i came back for the second one i had a little bit more meat in there um i would have loved to have had the backstory a little bit more on winston in there um but he got to play it and he went on to play some amazing roles i think in my opinion he was in wasn't it supposed to be eddie murphy in the role initially i think that's who they wanted and that's why they when he backed out they reduced the role i I think i mean that's maybe you could be right i'm not i'm not denying that that's just what i heard was the other one but that's sad but um but i'm excited for this because you got his there it's basically harold ramus's grandkids um uh uh I don't remember the character's name because my brain doesn't want to work anymore. Mm. But um, you know, 
Thank you, Egon mm-hmm. Spengler. He, you know, you got his grandkids growing up in some podunk farm because they had to live there. And then they eventually find the Ecto-1 and there's some entity living underneath. There's something the, strange in the looked, neighborhood. It, <laughs> something strange. They talked to their science teacher who happens to be Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd, which was great. But he, I mean, it looks Paul like they're Rudd's doing <laughs> Zool again from the first one. I think you saw the dog come out of a building. You saw this crack mm-hmm. open and it looked like um, that woman who was wrapped in bubble wrap from the first one um but like you know you get that you get it gave me chills at the very end you see the little i think he had a pinky ring on and he goes to pick up the phone and, and he's like we're closed and it, it's it's it, oh, oh. Well, dan Aykroyd, one of the more legendary comedic actors of our time he's batshit crazy but he's one of the, one of the legendary yeah, comedic actors and brilliant minds when it comes to writing comedy and and pacing oh, and, and timing i, and I setup. used to sing his song so hard because i always felt he was so underrated and just hearing about how crazy he got about things is a he's just super into sad. aliens and believes in them hardcore and you know what go for it man i think they exist too but i'm not as like crystal skulls that's a whole thing i'm just show me a body i don't care so <laughs> show, you know, me potato salad. show me potato salad <laughs> left foot right right foot um but i'm excited for the movie i know that you guys aren't as into it quite as much as i am and you know will you see it in theaters probably not will you wait for it on demand probably but um it looks cool how many remakes does it take for you to get jaded uh a couple more I just uh, come on. I don't know. Like it's not a remake. I'm, it's a continuation. It's yeah, a sequel. Whatever, man. Like it's. We'll I'm, see. Like I don't. Low expectations. Just, yeah, I'm putting them real low. I'm not gonna lie. I'm putting low. the real low. But I'm still look. I'm looking for nostalgia. That's all I'm looking for. I'm I'm excited because <sighs> there was there was some. I I hate. It looks like Stranger toys. Things. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? because they all dressed up as him but the toy oh, release enough. spoiled it because you I, you i think we're gonna see dan Aykroyd, winston uh uh aaron hudson and bill murray all just get back into their costumes and i am i that's all i want and that's all i care about anyway nostalgia so. man i don't nostalgia let's talk about nostalgia for a little bit yeah i remember and how and i remember <laughs> I remember nostalgia. I remember when nostalgia wasn't something to be exploited by by companies to like make people what? like buy movie tickets. I mean, it was just this thing that you had fond memories of. Occasional just, little cameo. Yeah, just and now it's just like, oh yeah, that nostalgia. We're gonna we're gonna like redo it. So you yeah. want to pay money? To, I I'm like I I how oh, do yeah, I have dude. negative feelings toward nostalgia? I am like excellent I'm, to each other. I, I just. Oh, God, oh. I don't. I'm not excited for anything that's like that anymore. Like anything that's just clearly trying to <laughs> anything that's trying to cash in on our nostalgia now, like blatantly, well, just doesn't sit with me anymore. I and I'm, I'm not excited for anything. Okay, here's my question: Is nostalgia like that? Is there wait. like a fair zone of cashing in on nostalgia? When does it become nostalgia? Disney remake is, is the worst a... offense. Well, sure. Every Disney, Disney remake is the is, worst. Because what I'm saying is, like, is there a grace period, right? Because sometimes sometimes sequels and whatever have big gaps in it right but it's like I mean, but it, is it bad is boys still... 3 nostalgia or is it just bad boys 3? um yeah kind of that's just bad boys 3 because it was that's just, just bad, bad boys 3 or is it bad three. boys nostalgia um, yeah when it, when it's like when they've eclipsed like 10 years or 20 years like 
then you're just trying to cash so in on the nostalgia again. Here's the thing with, I can say this because I've followed this a lot, uh, is with this movie, they've been trying to make it for a very long time. They wanted a sequel. They wanted a third movie 20 years ago um, when it would have been a little bit more acceptable to do this. And, you know, Murray has been and holding out and holding out because he doesn't want to be known necessarily for just the one character. I think at this point in his career, he doesn't need to worry about that at all. I don't think any of these actors need to worry about that, but it it's nice because it's it's Ivan Reitman's kid. I don't remember his name, but it's his son, the original director's son, who helped write it with Harold Ramis, uh, is is taking over on this one. So it's not so much that it's for me. Yes, there's going to be nostalgia. Yes, they're going to play on that a little bit, but it really is truly a movie they wanted to make. 15 20 30 years ago and continue on in the process so i don't see it as like a complete cash grab from them i see every disney remake as a complete complete and honest cash grab um but this one i know i followed the history and, and, and tell it, you it about this movie called rogue one <laughs> <laughs> here we go no don't trigger me man i just did i already did my Hands star frozen. wars rant today with with tim i don't want to do Dude, it your again. camera's frozen there we go you're back Uh-oh. okay there, okay now we can back. move on from from ghostbusters i just wanted to mention it. we can't go yeah. through a podcast without me and mentioning rogue one dude <laughs> dude I, if you want to trigger me i'll talk i'll start I'm ranting gonna, about no 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 we are talking we're gonna make it how awful the fans are we're gonna make a little tracker mark and put it down the corner and it's going to be a rogue one tracker so every time george mentions it it's, the ticker is going to go up one um all right so uh, now last, serving ticket number five <laughs> the last little bit that i want to go over is uh there's been a lot of happenings in the dc eu and mm. most of them were just they're not making anything past flash i mean they don't have plans eh. that they've announced so but the big thing is Flash. That's that's what the whole hubbubaloo is. Kill it with fire. Other than Patton's and Batman. <laughs> kind of, we can kill get it over with fire. So, kill yeah, it. Was, burn that whole thing down with fire. I, I agree. I just hard reboot that whole just, thing. And be gone. Wash your like, hands of it. Yeah, you, it you, like, but, I'm sorry. The studio already spoke so much about it when they decided to do like a Snyder cut. I'm sorry. Like. You, you you told us as much that you thought the franchise was shit when you were like, well, let, yeah. let's milk this for all the money we can. That's let's true. put out this director we fired yeah, version of the film this, that we were. I think this oh. is the catalyst for them to be able to reboot and do anything else that they want without having to wait five years to get the better bitter taste out of our mouth. They can give us kind of a palate cleaner with the Flash movie. So they can kind of take, hopefully, I am in no way shape or form saying this is going to be the savior of the dceu the dceu is a sinking ship and everyone should get off but it looks i'm intrigued okay they're they're they are in my opinion the the biggest if we're talking like fan service and not just nostalgia but trying to cash in on what we want they're trying that harder than anybody because for there is no louder cry than a cry for uh michael keaton as batman there is no bigger of a cry like give us back michael keaton give us batman beyond they're like well we're not going to give you batman beyond but you will dangle a little keaton in front why of not you. You, you like a little michael he did beetlejuice remember that oh you I want, batman. I want remember batman that? remember batman beyond i would like batman beyond batman thanks steve you remember you remember oh. your multiplicity steve <laughs> i like pizza steve um 
So, you know, Mr. I Mom see. is back as Batman. And I've seen some set photos. I don't know if you guys have. They gave him they gave him some more hair where it stands up a little bit, very reminiscent of the old Bruce Wayne um uh in batman beyond it's its own take on it so it, it looks good uh, he was at one point on the fence about it so i'm because of like covid and the pandemic and him wanting to make sure that he was safe when he was filming because they're filming over in london and london was not doing so great um and so you know you you get to see what i'm i'm that's you know nerd in me that's exciting what you get to see is also sasha kaye or kai i don't i'm sorry that i can't say names you get to see her as supergirl who's going to be the first I want Latino American Latinx as Supergirl and and the the photos look amazing they look fantastic she they really redid the suit it's kind of reminiscent where you have the texture of um uh Henry Cavill's suit but it is its own kind of thing it doesn't have like the the red you know underwear over the top and and it kind of it doesn't have the cape on her so it looks like they're probably going to do that digital kind of annoying to me you don't need to do digital just put a fucking cape on it um you've been doing capes for decades there's no need to make it digital um and then you also kind of got to see you know the return of batfleck you know uh, uh on his little bat unicycle or cycle or whatever you want to call it unicycle so- <laughs> sorry bat unicycle on my head i like it i want to see it now <laughs> i am the knight um so you know it it looks i'm 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 gonna see it am i saying that i'm like it's gonna be amazing i no <laughs> you know like ezra miller was the best part of the the um justice league in my opinion mm-hmm. but Ray Fisher was the best part of the Snyder cut. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you kind of like, what are we going to get? Like you've had two different versions of the flash that we've seen. Obviously they're not going to give us Snyder cut flash, which is a little different than the justice league. He's less quippy and less kind of, uh, uh, you know, smart ass about everything. So like, who are we going to get? Like what is going to happen with all of this? It's changed so many hands and directors so many everything and you finally got i mean it's trash you get the guy <laughs> exactly that's my fright you got the guy who did it he did it one and no it one two. wants to have their name attached to this the first it movie was excellent like it, it as far as it was fantastic the second one was the same as the second half of the original part it was you it's hard as shit to do that movie the second part where they're all older it just doesn't make as much sense but the first eight movie was fantastic and this guy's done some other good movies so is there some hope for this movie maybe maybe all right de niro down there with the so i got nipples fucker yeah i um (laughs) please yeah i just i i'm not i don't know i no no no, lowered expectations i just don't uh i mean can can we just can we just get the flash to not uh run like he's jazzercising that's kind of the man one of my main takeaways so that's the interesting part is the weird part was i i agree visually i'm not a fan but where it comes from is speed skaters to get that kind of yeah you, but that means using your body to whip sliding it on the ground and that's not how I, that works <laughs> well kind of if you if you kind of look at it he's not really getting so all he's that sliding much in the ground friction. every time he runs like is that what's happening like 
doesn't make any sense. Who knows? I don't know. Look, it, 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 yeah, change it up a little bit. Uh, give us a regular. Look, I, I do like happy. Esmer Miller. I am a fan of the Flash. I've always liked the Flash. Uh, yeah, what he's capable of. Uh, I mean, I Ezra Miller, I think, is legit. I think he's been legit. Um, I thought, thought we lost him after that controversy of that whatever the hell happened with that video. I don't think him, that was like, actually him. That was him. Was for it? For sure, yeah. I just don't think there was um, context. And we... Well, it, there wasn't, but out of context, it looked bad. Yeah, well. um, in any case, uh, so we're getting the movie, except this franchise is already dead. Like, Yeah, what, like, like, I don't understand what, what the do you, point of introducing what, all yeah, these people What do is. we have to look forward to uh, yeah. if this is successful? The answer is nothing still. So, yeah. Well, that's uh, why, not true. Why should I invest in it? If this is successful, it's going to give us these alternate people that they can yeah, run with. You're going to get Supergirl. If it's Supergirl. successful, they're just going to stream us along further before they realize they should have killed this thing like like a few years ago i mean i don't think they're going in the direction that they showed us in justice league you know where where it looks like he's going back in time to talk to to i I don't think there is a direction honestly i think that there's yeah the problem with see the problem with the the problem with dc is is there's a lack of singular vision right and like guess we say what you want about what's going on in marvel and whatever but like kevin feige has been there since day one and he's been He's been guiding the, the vision of like how it goes. He brought in smart people who knew what they were talking about with comics at different phases of the of the evolution of the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe. But it's been him at the front of the helm this whole time. You have your criticism. You could say what you want about his choices for movie releases and casting or whatever. But the fact that you had a strong singular vision and somebody who was at the head of studio who said, I'm going to the buck stops here. I'm going to I'm going to dictate how this whole thing is going to go out. And I'm going to stick with this whole entire thing is one of the most like fortunate things that happened with MCU. And unfortunately, DC, there's no one who wants to touch that with a 10 foot pole. No, and it just got bought by, you know, AT&T and everything. And so they created this new sort of, I forgot what it's called. It's it's like Warner Network. It's not even, it's its own little entity within the, uh, the arching brand of AT&T, Time Warner, whatever it may be. And someone went on record and it was ridiculous that they were like, I kind of just want to like fire everybody involved with, you know, DCEU part, part of it. I was like, please, please please. do that. Like just do that. Wait two years, then start things up again. Like make us miss the movies. You keep shoving Batman down my fucking throat. I'm going to shit a goddamn cowl. Like I swear to God. It's the same problem they have with Spider-Man. I mean, that's what it is. Batman is like their version of Spider-Man. Like, yeah, but Spider-Man that that, like, it's like everyone has been, everyone has tried to take their shot at it. You know, we talk about like, what's his face? Ruffalo, when he first was given the part of, of freaking banner, he said, that's like King Lear. Everyone's taken a shot. Everyone's tried to play him. And it's, it's like an incredibly difficult spot to fill. And that's the same thing with Batman. It's like, it's 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 so it's everyone's tried to play batman and it's you could say the same thing even with superman and like henry cavill his success to it compared to past supermans and current supermans you know you're like he's better than most but is he the best one questionable like that's the problem with with dc is that it's like we've seen so many different versions now and so many of those same characters that it's like to cleanse the palate and to quote unquote clean the palate is going to take a lot. It's just, it, there's just so much baggage. All As opposed to, I hate to say it, it's lucky. We're lucky that we've only seen one Iron Man and we're lucky we've only seen one, you know, Thor and one, one of most characters with the exception of Spider-Man. We've only seen pretty much one of those characters like played you, IRL. 
We have so, seen two Nick Furies by. Yeah, I've the, seen one. David Hasselhoff. Dave well. has, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, but that had re- that really wasn't like uh like uh no it didn't count a Marvel so, film per se. I mean, DC's in they're they're screwed, man. And and the funny thing is, there was Fine. a time when the, when these movies were coming out that DC was was beating Marvel in sales for comic books. They were they had all the good writers and all the stuff working out. I'm like just just move no them up vision, stop blowing jeff johns and give someone else a fucking chance and johns was doing the berlanti verse and it turns out that jeff johns was brought on with shit was it joss whedon and it turns out that jeff johns is like a fucking abuser too and it's just like dude you suck like you can't uh, listen, you, you I, fucked up tv you fucked up i, I honestly i don't fucked up some people's lives i don't think there's any reason for them to like the problem is, is like, like they try to copy Marvel. Like they try to make this like ensemble unit. Like you don't need to do that. Who cares, dude? You're DC. Like just do your stuff. Like do one off. They don't need to I'm be happy. connected. You don't need to give us a Justice League. Honestly, like I don't I, really care I if the Justice League can movies. happen and you happen to have a good ensemble of different people playing. Like and it felt a little bit more organic in many ways the way that like Avengers felt, at least that first Avengers, like, yeah, you knew what it was setting up when you watched those Avengers films, but like DC, you just felt like, well, this is like forced. And maybe that's the problem is like DC put out like a Justice League before they put out some of the other films for the characters that were in Justice League, right? Half of that, like the only people who had a film before Justice League was Superman and Batman. Added to the list of problems. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kill with as opposed to like Avengers, at least you saw Thor had his own movie. Iron Man had two of his. Yeah. Hulk had a movie. Like and Batman, even didn't though it was even Ruffalo have his own instead movie. of Thornton, like Batman all of them had their own movie. Because it was Batman versus Superman, so Batman didn't have his own movie. Only one character had their own movie going into Justice. League. Oh, okay, there you go. And That's that even Superman. worse. They only one character. Yeah, only and one they, character. They, so like, it was like they're, they're trying to catch like, up. Like, how good would Avengers have been if you put Avengers right after Iron Man two? Terrible. <laughs> You've been, been like, awful. what? The? Like, who are these people? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like they, they jumped the shark already, thinking they could steal the money of the like comic book and like superhero audience. And it's like you, you, the whole delivery was just terrible on that end. So it's just mine's well just kill a fire, dude. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'll even see this Flash movie. I probably yeah. will uh, if it comes eh. when it comes out in video. But like everything, else I like. I, I that, legitimately, like, and this like I know it sounds jaded and whatever. And I know there's people who really truly love the like the source material and do some like it. I really did take the time to go back and watch like all the things <laughs> from like Superman to like Batman versus Superman and like from Cavill that first Cavill Superman. I watched like both Wonder Woman's. I watched Aquaman. I did like a during this last COVID year, I did like a week where I watched all the films together. And it's just yeah. like, I'm it's sorry. like, you're like, oh, it's just like, this is a, it hurts. It hurts. You're like, this is a jumbled did, mess of so wait, no coherent coherency. Did you guys watch the Snyderverse? Snyder yes, Cut? No, I didn't. You didn't? I did not. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not going to say I recommend it, but it's, I mean, just to see what he wants. I don't sure better than another one. Character. Yeah, but like, is it though? I, I think it is. I think it's, uh, it's just different. I, I mean, I think there's more. There's, I mean, it's four hours. There's <laughs> so more, there's more character. There's, 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 there's more character development and like actual like character motivations and why they do what they do. And it's nice. 
uh, as a fan of these characters to see that. Yeah. Um, ending still didn't really land for me personally, um, but that it didn't. There was just it was it was just it was a lot of little things were better. There was still <laughs> for everything that was great, there still was uh, something that bothered me, but it was better than for every one thing that was great. Every there were two things Man. that bothered me with the with the the Justice League, as you referred to it. Justice, League. but That's but it like is. it's, it's it, it, it was better. I mean, I I I gotta say. I, it didn't feel like a four-hour movie to me. I was intrigued to see yeah. what happened, and That's I true. was I was invested the whole time. Um, is it still a good movie? I, it's it's so hard because I've never been in this position before where I have to re like like re-rate a movie. Like it's it feels like it was a better movie. It feels like it was good. If I saw it without seeing the other one, I don't know what I would say because I'm in a weird position. Yeah, I've never been in this position before. Um, I, it's definitely better, and I think it's there. If you're a fan of like Cyborg, it's a pretty solid character piece on him and his oh, relationship yeah. with his dad, and that's nice. It's nice to see him, yeah. you know, have something like have character and like show why he is and why he's there. And uh, anyway, yeah, I think uh, it's better. That's the problem with Snyder. Is it's still like it's nice, but even parts of those scenes don't make any fucking sense. It's, right. it's just like. Look, go do your independent movies, not independent, but go do your go play with your own toys. And I like his I like the movies that he gets to play with his own toys better. You know, uh, I don't always. I mean, I'm more intrigued. They're more misses than hits, honestly. And he's not amazing. I mean, Dawn of the Dead is probably his pinnacle, in my opinion. It's one of his best movies. I I I enjoyed I enjoyed Army of the Dead. I thought that was pretty fun. I did not. It was you know it was entertaining. It was, an, it was another a fresh Netflix take on movie. The another meh yeah. Netflix yeah. movie. Every Netflix movie that comes out lately, I swear to God, I don't know what's happening over there. I'm kind of done. Yeah. There's mean, good shows Netflix, though. Netflix, Netflix shows. They're good shows. Yeah. Netflix yeah. movies. Oh, shout out to LBX season two. <laughs> yeah. Um, <sighs> all right. So what? I've got nothing less to talk about. I want to do a new thing. What? Give us. Give me, give me a couple recommendations. Everybody, give a couple, like two recommendations of what you're watching, what you think people should go and see. That's something you saw recently that you like, that you really think it would be, be good. What so am I watching now? Just like, what do you recommend? Give, give us, give, give your viewers. I mean, I'm always going to say what, everyone should watch The Expanse. Yeah, I knew that. Was <laughs> I'm always going to say that. But also, if you like teen dramas like I do, like in the lore of like the OC or. God. Gossip Girl, but even be- this is better than it. It's just like National Treasure slash fool's gold with matthew mcconaughey meets like dawson's creek kind of what's called the outer banks it's on a, season two just got came out friday outer banks is that an endorsement the outer banks it's it's a it's a it's a great show i love did it I, hear, I don't know did i hear cash register did you just get paid i love it dude i wish i got paid by them it's a good show netflix season two just came out but the first right. season obviously is on there i like outer it banks. it's like if you enjoy like just treasure hunting this is a pretty good like it's got a good mystery behind it i think it, it just happens to be with like an ensemble teen gas like you know but in general the story is pretty good and actually it's got famous a few famous people in it too okay. who you might have seen before so okay um right. what's her name uh what's her name from from true blood tara's mom in it she plays the sheriff at the town I mean, I've, I've put I put True Blood out of my mind a long time ago. The, the True Blood. Um, She's also I... in the One Hundred. The True right. Blood. Dan, what do you what do you got? You got some recommendations for us? I do. 
What you I got? Do. Uh, I mean, I saw a movie yesterday called The Green Knight, and I don't know if I can recommend it. I will say some of the best. I heard about it. Some of the best cinematography I've ever that, seen. Is it Dev Patel? Uh, is that? Yes, uh, and he's good. It's a. It is one of the strangest movies. I don't know if I can recommend it. It's very confusing. It's like Arthurian Lord, right? Yes, and it's a very Odyssey style type kind of adventure. Um, it's it's a strange movie. Very confusing. The source did not have is a, supposed to be strange. Did not have a clue as to what's going on. Just like The Witcher, it's it should be used no to it. much. <laughs> You're like, sorry. wait a minute, not why even, is this person no, big now? How not even comparable, honestly. No? It's uh, like oh, you okay. used to have a just like a idea of what's happening in The Witcher. You don't really have an idea or why things happen. More importantly, um, that being said, I there it's it was a cool movie. That's not my recommendation. My recommendation is a movie called Midsummer, which neither mm. of you will watch. You told me uh, it's. It is a, I mean, so this director, he directed before this a movie called Hereditary with Tony Collette, one of, I think, the greatest actresses of all time, portraying uh, just a tortured individual or eventually tortured. It, and the, it's a, it is probably my favorite horror movie ever made, uh, certainly of the highest quality. And then he made this movie called Midsummer. It is, there's nothing about it as traditional. It's not like, it's not like you're going to see hostile type stuff, but you are going to see some twisted things. As a movie, it's it's okay, but just you will see things in this movie you have never seen anything like in your life. And you kind of stop and you go, wow, what am I seeing? And it is fascinating. A lot of people have talked about it. And I can't, I can't get it out of my head. I will remember Midsummer. The experience watching it for the rest of my life that's uh, how i feel about I, the cell um god that movie the cell didn't the cell was was twisted my fragile up, little but, mind but not i don't Warped know my it, fragile little right. mind the cell didn't was just kind of i didn't feel like it was like twisted requiem. for a reason it was just like <laughs> to unnecessarily twisted just uh, like requiem, requiem just bummed me out um this movie i love requiem it's fucked um, up man i don't i will never ever watch requiem for a dream ever again no. i will i won't un, either i will undoubtedly I will. watch midsummer traumatized because of all of the, he's uh, uh this director is a master of of hidden gems throughout the movie uh of hiding things in plain sight and that is something i look forward to revisiting so okay nice yeah all right that's that's a pretty big uh pretty big endorsement on that one yeah. um Man, I've been I was scrolling through my phone to see what I was looking, I was watching recently. And and I've I'm not gonna recommend this, but I'm gonna talk about it for a second. But I've been watching, I've been catching oh, I do have a recommendation, but I'll start with the same thing. I'm not gonna recommend this, but I've been watching Titans again. Um okay. I f- fucking am impressed that they're getting a third season because this was <laughs> this was just it. I was like, yeah, I get to see Nightwing in the last fucking episode like oh my god it pissed me off anyway um so you know uh uh don't watch that damn it now i forgot what my recommendation was gonna be my dog's in here now um so oh um uh the boys i recommend everybody go watch the boys i finished up season two recently i know this is an old really it took you that long I stopped after one and then I watched the first episode and then I think I got dragged back into Doctor Who. Um, But I mean, I've been watching, I've been watching. Do you like Amazon? I've been watching Friends. I've been watching. I like some of the stuff they've been doing. Invincible also. 
Oh, like go watch Invincible if you have Invincible. not seen it. Fuck, good call. Good. That show is amazing. I loved it, and I it's, it's so crazy that's animated, right? Because it's like yeah, and I like like my with, nephew will uh, see it, and I'll be like, that's not for you. <laughs> I was like, that show is not for you, buddy. I know it's a cartoon, yeah. but it's go, not for you, buddy. Go listen to um, uh, Fat Man Beyond with the uh, uh, Kirkman is on that show uh, talking about talking about it well i mean uh, it's at got the beginning two and the of end. my listen to his story about it and it's super interesting favorite avatar alums in it jk simmons and yeah. the guy who played juan from stranger things oh yeah things. it was Stephen it was Stephen yen um but yeah i mean boys for sure is, is a watcher i'm always gonna recommend doctor who i'm going back through the matt smith stuff uh so you yeah. know I'm I'm people I'm excited for the Peter Peter Capaldi. I know not a lot of people were. I loved Peter Capaldi as as the Doctor. I love I love Jodie Whittaker. So watch him. She's done now. Did you hear that? Yeah, they're gonna do. She's doing her last season with a, an extra mm-hmm. like one or two specials in the fall of next year. So, I mean, everybody most people have gotten about three seasons. So this is she's gotten three seasons. It's too so. bad. I feel like the last two Doctors really haven't landed like the the previous two. I mean, if you watch, I mean, I. Capaldi, he did it. I think he did it very well for me, and and I think it's mostly because of the writers. I think Chris Chibnall did not do a great job with Jodie Whittaker's overarching stories. I think she landed perfectly on her feet. She's a wonderful doctor, a wonderful actress. Mm. It's just the the stories like David Tennant and Matt Smith both had a big storyline in most of their seasons where it was like this: what's this mystery? What's going to happen? Why is tying it all together? Jodie didn't have that. She was she was you know handicapped going into it where it's just a bunch of one offs with very very little con- you know connective tissue between everything. But all of that being said, this has been wonderful. We we stayed on track, guys. Not really. Anyone who listened to the long. last one, it's long, but we stayed. We this was went super long. I did we not talked think about it was more than one thing. We did it, guys. How proud of us are you? I don't know about you, said. but it was. I thought it was excellent. Um, more of these to come everybody we're gonna do more live ones uh we're gonna maybe just record some and and post them later you know uh we're gonna i'm gonna get my own uh channel i have a twitch channel i know thank you george for hosting this one um so we're going to you know probably throw these on mine i'll make a modern nerd one and i've got to have a youtube and keep an eye out for all of those uh you can find myself sir slice 13 on most uh most platforms instagram and twitter um uh the modern it's 13 because he's a taylor swift fan right you can find the modern nerd get the fuck out of here i hate taylor <laughs> swift entitled bitch anyway hey, um easy. she's like a big part of george's stream dude i know and you know what that's fine <laughs> we're george gonna go into like t- thirsty anyone, for tale thursday right now anyone can like anybody and i don't care i'm not saying that she's bad at music i just don't like her personally right, if you like her enjoy her um the modern nerd on instagram check out it, check goodbyes. it out and, and on facebook george throw your handles agents are coming <laughs> return to your exits <laughs> my god <laughs> Throw your handles. Where can we find you? What do you mean your handles? I don't know. GJC327. Everywhere. Oh my God. Promote yourself. Jesus. All those. You too. are on his You're, Twitch. So TikTok, OnlyFans. Yeah. So close. Did you Snapchat, just say OnlyFans? I'm going to make, I'm gonna make Dan an OnlyDans. And it's just going to be pictures of his luxurious hair. Um, it's just going to be me like this. 
Dan, what's your handle? I'm making you get more active. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Instagram slash Smatch City. Smatch City. Mm, All right. H City. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for coming and listening. Uh, thank you again for for hosting. And uh, you know, I hope to do this again. I really like the format. And you guys have a wonderful evening. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you, George. It's been You're fun, welcome, guys. Appreciate Bye. it. Till next time. Later. Okay.